if you don't mind, I'm just gonna really, uh, really, this is just a, an exhortation. Uh, uh, just, just stand with me as I read these verses from this text, and it, it's, it's gonna be super quick. Uh, but I really believe it's going to be a blessing to everyone here as I believe God has uh, given me something to say in a short space of time. I'm reading from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 7 through 12. Um, and you'll pick up the entirety of the context. Most people go to verse number 9 but I want to I wanna go from verse number 7 because the context of the pericope or that the, these passages pick up at verse number 7. And it somewhat comes to a termination or ending point at verse number 12. So I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And I'm reading from one of uh, my uh, the translations that I've grown uh, really to love, the New Living Translation. Uh, so if you're looking for a Bible translation that I believe is really good and helpful, the New Living Translation is definitely one of those translations that you could lean on. Reading from verse number seven, it sounds like this. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. If you recall Solomon, I'm not done yet, but if you recall Solomon is, is writing in the book of Ecclesiastes to give a synopsis and a breakdown of everything uh, that he had seen and observed with, with and about life. Uh, and this is just one area that he, he would have observed in life, the, the, depress, the depressing nature of one who is truly alone. But then he gets to verse number nine, because it's not simply all about negative observations, he also spits some truth in there every now and then. So from verse number nine he says, two people, are better than one for they can help each other succeed if one person falls the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble you, you, you guys hearing this then he goes on in verse number 11 he says likewise two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warmed if they are alone? And he concludes the thought in verse number 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Would you look to the person next to you and repeat these words? Everybody needs somebody. Look to the person on the other side now and say, everybody needs somebody. Now look to the person that you, you, you didn't look to yet and say, everybody needs somebody. You, you can have your seats. You can 
can have your seats. Uh, you you only be sitting for a couple of minutes. You can have your seats. Let me let me share something really quick from from this text that I believe is 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 going to bless us as we think about just some of the reality that Solomon uh, observes and he shares in verses nine through twelve. Remember what I said. Everybody needs somebody. Sometimes the devil gets us to a point. Let me say this. Sometimes the devil gets us to a point that we think we don't need anybody. Sometimes the, the, the devil uh, gets these thoughts in our minds and sometimes because we have had negative experiences with people, uh, with family, with friends, with, with people we once trusted and they broke that trust, sometimes life situations will, 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 will afford the devil an opening to, to, to have this thought planted in our minds and in our spirits that we don't need anybody. And that's a really sad place for an individual to be. If ever there was a picture, think about it, if ever there was a picture of what the true depression looks like, it would be a person who is truly isolated from everyone and everything. Think about what the very definition of depression and anxiety is and looks like. It's a person who's alone, it's a person who is isolated, it's a person who is in a hole, it's in a person who is in the depths. That's really the picture that you get when you think about somebody who is depressed. It really is the idea of someone who is alone. And so Solomon picks up on this reality and he, he, he says, listen, it's hard when you think about it. I, I, you, you, you've been working all your life because that's what it has been told to you. You work so that you can leave something for somebody else. But what do you do when, when you don't have offspring? What do you do when you don't have a brother? What do you do when you don't have a friend? What do you do when you don't have somebody to walk alongside with you in life? He says, that's a really depressing place to be. And sometimes what happens even in life, even in the 21st century, is that we get so much wrapped up in one particular type of relationship that we don't see other relationships around that could be healthy and helpful to us in our growth process. Let me show you what I mean when I say that because that was a lot of, a lot of things that I said in one, one simple statement. If, if you are so focused on uh, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships, and you find yourself, because it happens from time to time where maybe you want a significant other and you, you've been trying, you've been trying, you've been trying, but it's been years and you just haven't seemed to, to find love and that kind of stuff. You could get so hung up on that type of relationship that you miss that you do have friends, you miss that you do have family, you miss that you do have colleagues, you miss that you do have a church family that is there, that is loving on you, that is supportive of you, that that wants to see you succeed and wants to see you grow, but you're so focused on this one type of relationship. So, so hear me and hear me when I, when, well when I say everybody needs somebody. The truth is we need each other. And let me, let me just share these four things. I'm just going to give this. I, I might as well have asked you guys to keep standing because this is going to be really short. I, I, I'm just going to give this. And we're going to have Thomas come up and lead some singing. There are four things, four reasons that Solomon gives in the latter part of this pericope in, in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4. There are four reasons that he gives as to why it's so important for us to lean on and lean with each other. 
You guys ready for this? Look at this. Look at this. In verse number nine, reason number one is because he says the reason why it's so important for us to see the, the, the value of each other and in each other is because uh, uh, we need each other for our work. In order for us to truly succeed and succeed at, at, at anything that we're doing, we need each other. Uh, we, we've been leaning all morning long on the value of, of one another within the context of church life. I, I'll have you know, you, we couldn't pull off a fall festival by just one person. Or Jose was the one that envisioned it, but trust me when I say this, and I, I'm sure I'm speaking for him as well, the fall festival would not have been a thing if other people were not involved. You could say amen to that. If you're planning a party for your kids, uh, uh, whatever the case might be, it would not be a success or deemed a success the way that you see success if it didn't involve other people. You, even, even if you go to Walmart, you need somebody who is skillful to make the cake. You might pay for it, but you need somebody who can make it. You, you with me now? You, you, you need somebody to make those things that we go and we buy and we, and we wrap up that are deemed presents. We need people. We need each other. If we are to be successful in life, watch this really quickly. In the book of Ephesians chapter number 4, verses 11 through 16, for time's sake, I won't quote everything about it. But notice Paul is saying that God gave a litany of, 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 of gifts, but it's not the gifts so much as possessions. He is talking about gifts in so much as he is referring to people. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some preachers, some teachers. He, he, he's talking about gifts for the edifying of the saints, for the work of ministry. We are a gift from God to each other. Parents are a gift to their kids, but kids are a gift to their parents. Brothers are gifts to their, to their siblings, and siblings are gifts to their siblings. We, we are gifts one toward another. So, so the reason why it's so important for us to see the need that we need each other, number one, he says in verse number nine, uh, it's helpful for our work. But then secondly, he gets to verse number 10, and this one is interesting because he, he, he wants them to know that, listen, the, the reason why people are important to people is because every now and then we, we fall and we are weak and we need somebody there to help pick us up. It's not all the time that Jesus himself is going to come down out of the heavens and stretch his hand out as he did with Peter when Peter was walking on the water and then he, he began to become distracted and he, and, he sank, and he sank in the water and then the scripture tells us that immediately Jesus reached down. It's not every single time we would expect Jesus himself to come and reach down and pull us up out of the miry uh, nonsense that we find ourselves in. Every now and then, you know what Jesus does and you know who Jesus uses? People who look like him. People who look like you. People who look like me. So that when I'm at a weak point in my life, I have someone who could be there to help pick me up. So not only are we, are we important to each other for work, but we are important to each other when it comes to our weakness. Anybody here with weaknesses? Anybody here with flaws? Anybody here every now and then you need some help, you need a pick-me-up, and the pick-me-up could be different things, but you need somebody to, to, to touch you on the shoulder, you need a shoulder to lean on sometimes. Well, we are here in each other's lives in times of weakness. Watch it, watch it, watch it. When Paul is writing to the brethren in the book of Galatians, chapter number six and verse number one, he says, dear brothers and sisters, if any believer is overtaken by some type of sin, he who is godly restores such an one in the spirit of weakness. 
of humbleness, sorry. So we are there to help each other in times of weakness. But watch this. Let me just point this out really quick. Number three, verse number 11. He, he, he says, here's why. Here's another reason why it's so important for us to, to, to see the value of each other is because it, it helps in times of warmth. <laughs> Take your mind out of the gutter. It, 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 it helps in times of warmth. They didn't have AC units back in the day where they could just go and turn a knob or press a button and if it's too hot they get cool air and when it gets too cold guess what they do they put the heat on they didn't have that and so oftentimes Solomon is observing uh, in, in, in the most plush of palaces you still have to light a fire and sometimes at night the fire goes out or the fire runs low and guess what the bed gets cold you married folk know what I'm talking about. You, 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 you kids that have siblings that, that live in the same house know what I'm talking about. When the bed gets too cold, guess what you do? You go and you try to tuck yourself underneath mommy or daddy or find yourself kicking your cold feet against a sibling's back. <laughs> because there is no heat. I'm going to just say this last one. There is no heat by yourself. Heat comes when you rub alongside somebody else. Sometimes we could become spiritually cold. And that's the whole concept of iron sharpening iron. So sometimes we could become spiritually depleted. And that's the whole point of if you find yourself in a spiritually depleted state and you stay, and you stay isolated, there is, no one to, there is no wood to rub against wood so that fire could come. Heat, warmth. Is a reason why we need each other. And finally, 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 I was going to preach here, but finally, here's what he says in, in verse number 12. I love this one. He said, one man could easily be defeated. But you get two. And they could conquer. You guys looking at me like, this, this isn't exciting stuff. One person fighting a fight could easily lose the fight. But you get two and put them back to back. He says they could conquer. You guys. Tim, Tim, come, come on quick. Come, 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 come. Come, come, come. Come, 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 come. I, you guys may not be excited, but I'm excited by this because here, here's what he says. One person, even though you could be sold really good. You could be defeated. Why is that? Because the minute the enemy goes to your back, the enemy doesn't necessarily have to focus in front of you because you don't have the capacity by yourself to look behind you. But he says, if you have somebody who could have your back, <laughs> he says, if you have somebody who you could go back to back with, then guess what the both of you could do? You could conquer. I wish. You're fighting and you have his back. He's fighting the enemies on the other side. He has your back. And you're trusting each other enough to know that as long as I feel him next to me, he's still standing. And as long as he could feel me, he knows I'm still standing. He knows there is somebody who has his back and I know there is somebody who has mine. There is a beauty 
to having somebody with you because when you have somebody who has your back, you are able to continue fighting until the victory is yours. But let me share this with you and be done. I'll, I'll have you to know the victory is already won. I'll have you to know that we have somebody who's standing at our backs, who is Jesus, who, who death couldn't hold down. He rose the third day and he is currently seated at the right hand of God. That, that is simply to suggest that Jesus will continue fighting as long as you continue fighting. So we need each other for work. Say work. We need each other for warmth. Say warmth. We need each other in times of weakness, but we also need each other in times of war. And I'll tell you right now, we are at spiritual warfare. We need each other. Because everybody, come on Thomas, needs something.